What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back for the final episode of the regular season. Episode 28 today, we are going to be recapping the season, the 2021 Los Angeles Clippers and their season. And it's crazy to, you know, already be wrapping up the season. It feels, I I hate to bring this up, but it honestly just feels like the bubble wrapped up for the Clippers. And if you guys don't remember, that day was 9-15-2020. That was when the Clippers lost Game 7 and their season was over. And we resumed on December 22nd, I believed. And it's already over, man. 72 games of this awesome Clippers team. Um, it's crazy how fast it's gone by every single game, man. I've looked forward to, um, watching and what a joy it was, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to say I cover the Clippers. It's been a pleasure and such an honor to, you know, do this podcast. It's been so much fun, you know, watching the games, kind of writing down thoughts and analyzing the game. It's something I've never really done before, you know, watching the games with an extra focus, uh, normally, I would just, you know, casually watch a game or whatever. But this season, ever since I started the pod, I've really been paying attention to what's been going on, um, you know, with the X's and O's and stuff, you know, just kind of really giving my thoughts and, you know, just really seeing how far, you know, my thoughts uh, can take um, the game. So, I mean, it's been really fun. Um, so before we get into anything, I just want to thank all of you guys, anyone that has listened to a podcast, read a tweet, or even replied to a tweet, retweeted a tweet, liked a tweet of mine. Um, just thank you guys so much for uh, all the love and support. Uh, these 28 episodes have been so much fun. I've been so happy to do them for you guys. Uh, that's really who I do them for. Um, this has been such a joy, such a blessing to you know, do this for such for the best fan base in the NBA, just the best fan base in the world. It's you guys deserve the world, man. It's been so much fun to um, talk to you guys on Twitter, interact with you guys. I've made so many new friends on Twitter. Um, and I just really appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for believing in me and sticking with me through thick and thin. I mean, obviously, you know, it's been such a roller coaster last year or so, you know, with the whole um, bubble thing, you know, just being made fun of on Twitter all the time as a fan base and just constantly being attacked. You know, the Clipper fan base has been through so much. Uh, obviously this past decade but I mean really this past these past months have been hell ever since you know the end of the bubble but you know we're back man it's it's finally this weekend man the playoffs are finally here I'm so excited and um, I hope you guys are too because I really do believe this is a special season that we have ahead of us and it all starts with Dallas again man so uh, I'll talk about that in a bit and um, yeah once again just thank you to every single person that has listen to a podcast, listen to a bit of a podcast, or who has interacted with me on Twitter. Um, I'm almost at 500 followers, which is crazy to think about. I believe at the start of the season, I had like 100-something. I, I wish I would have screenshotted it, but it was a really low number. I had barely, barely anyone interacting with me on Twitter, um, and I'm just so happy to have grown so much. You know, uh, I, I'm, I don't think I'm very well-known, on Clippers Twitter, but, you know, I just, I love, you know, the people that I, that do know me, it's, it's such a blessing, and it's been so much fun, you know, talking to you guys on Twitter every single day, so thank you guys for that, I would not trade it for the world, and I'm so excited to, you know, be, um, hopefully, I, I want to be taking an extra step, you know, doing more, you know, with this or whatever, um, 
yeah, hopefully, you know, there's some uh, better days ahead. And uh, I really do believe that there are. And I'm so glad to be a part of with the best franchise and the best fan base in the world. So, yeah, let's get it going. Um, before we get into any of the player grades, um, let's talk about my favorite game. And I think it was tough. It was really tough, as uh, as weird as I may sound. Um, there, I mean, there's so many games to choose from. You could choose any of the Miami games, um, the Pistons game. Um, in Detroit, of course, in the Atlanta game. Uh, ultimately, for me, it was between the Reggie game winner game and the March 22nd game at home versus Atlanta. But ultimately, I went with the home game against Atlanta. Um, March 22nd, um, the Clippers were down like 20, the majority of the game into that second half of the third quarter, midway through the third. Ty Lue pulls the starters down 22 or something. It was down 20-something. And he put the third stringers in. He put in, um, you know, Luke, Terrence, Nico, uh, Tupat, all those guys. Amir Coffee. It was a crazy lineup. Some lineup that you would never ever expect to see unless it was a legitimate canoes game. But everyone, I'm, if I remember correctly, everyone except for Pat and Serge were active for that game. So Ty Lue pulling those our two stars who were not playing well, um, just not putting in that effort. Um, was such a big statement from Ty Lue. And ultimately, it was a big statement for the team because after that stretch, after that game where they came back with, of course, Terrence Mann's 21 and Luke's 20 on 8-8 from the field, the Clippers went like 17-4 after that game. It was something like that, some crazy, crazy stretch where the season really felt like it turned. The Clippers, hopefully, I, I, I've been kind of thinking about this, hopefully that wasn't their peak. I, I really hope that wasn't their peak. Obviously, you know, these past couple of weeks, the Clippers have been some mid at best, but I just hope that that wasn't their peak. And then if, if the Clippers do somehow flame out in the second round again, we can kind of look back on that stretch and just be like, man, that's when the Clippers really peaked, man. It's, I hope, I'm praying that's not what it is and that's not what it turns out to be. But what a stretch after that game for the Clippers. What a really fun and amazing stretch that was to watch. Um... And yeah, so I guess now with that being said, I guess we could kind of get into the player grades now. So I have every single player right here. I have their name, the grade right next to them, and I have a couple of notes. So we're going to start off with the bench. And um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the grade and I talk about the player. I'm going to talk about their favorite moments, uh, my favorite moments with them as well. And um, I think what I did with the grades is I kind of based the grade off of what I thought they were going to be this season and what they ended up being. So it's just kind of like, a, uh, I'll just start off. Uh, Daniel Oturu, um, I gave him a D minus. Um, and I wasn't expecting him to be any good anyway. I wasn't expecting him to be a rotation guy at all. But he was way worse than I thought skill-wise. Um, we The Clippers drafted him 33rd overall. Never got good minutes uh, up until that last game. And that's exactly what you would have expected. Um, with the Clippers having title aspirations, um, they're not going to give a rookie center any run at all. I mean, you saw the same exact thing with Fiondo Cavangeli last season, where the Clippers traded up to draft him, and he never got any significant run. Um, and he never, or two, never showed anything garbage time. Uh, it was, it was, it was a bad draft pick. I can already confidently say that. And uh, he was just so bad. You know, what I thought he was at least going to be. You know, I mean, the Clippers drafted him. 33rd isn't, like, it's not crazy good, but, I mean, 
there were so many guys that went after or to like Xavier Tillman, uh, a rotation guy for the Memphis Grizzlies, um, is someone that the Clippers could have taken. It's just a bad draft pick. I gave him a D minus because I just he never showed anything. Um, and I mean, like I mean, Fee last year he never showed anything really either. I mean, had a couple of nice games where he hit some threes or whatever, but Oturu was so bad all season. Um, five for twenty one in his final game against OKC. Got blocked a million times by uh, Moses Brown. Just a crazy bad performance. Um, there's just so much work ahead of him. Uh, don't have a whole lot to say about Oturu, but it's his first season. He's got so much work to do. We'll see what happens with him going into next season. Obviously, he's not going to get any run next season either, so don't really expect a whole lot from him in his Clippers career. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to our next player, my boy Jay Scrub. Give him a C- minus because he only played four games this season. But I really did like what I saw. He had 17 against Houston, 14 and 7 versus OKC. Super athletic. He has a His jumper looks nice. It needs some work, but it really does look nice. Um, I do think uh, he'll be somewhat decent of a player um, in his career. Uh, never, I don't know if he'll, be a, he'll ever be a rotational guy, but I mean, you can't really look too much into the, the numbers uh, versus these last two teams. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they, there aren't any good players um, really playing these final weeks or these final games or whatever. So you can't really, I don't really look at that 17 against Houston and be like, oh, Jay Scrub's going to be a star or that 14 and 7 he had against OKC. He had really bad efficiency in that game, but I, um, I just don't look too much into it. Um, I think he'll be all right. Um, I mean, I was never really super, super high on him anyway. I mean, um, I gave him a C minus just because um, he was about what I expected him to be um, with uh, the playing time that he did get and the games he did get. Um, just a super athletic guy. Um, yeah, he could some touch around the rim, I guess. I mean, I just didn't really see a whole lot from him. Um, but I mean, uh, didn't want to give him a D um, because he wasn't. He was. He wasn't that bad. He really wasn't bad. Um, moving on next, Amir Coffee, my boy. Hopefully he's doing okay. He's been in health and safety protocols for like two and a half weeks now. So hopefully he's been all right. I gave him a C plus for the season. Um, because of his moments, he's had some really good moments this season. I probably should have given him a B minus because I was expecting him to just be, um, mid at best, but he had some really good moments, um, this season. So I guess you can kind of bump him up to a B minus. Um, but I gave him a C plus, but uh, I wouldn't be mad if I gave him a B minus as well. Um, but he had 15 against Miami at home and that, that pure shorthanded game. Um, I, I, I like what I saw from him this season. He's definitely shown improvements. Um, he, he had a lot more threes made this season, I believe, um, if I remember correctly. Um, and he, uh, he can defend, man. He he really ha- does have some two-way ability. Uh, he's really quick. Um, and if I'm able to get him on my roster next season, I'm doing it, man. Unless he takes some money elsewhere to play for a bad team, I definitely see him doing that. But if there's any way we can keep him, I'm definitely doing it. Um, moving on next, Yogi Ferrell. Uh, I gave him a C-. Uh, he didn't really impress me. He had that one game in his debut. Uh, he had eight and seven assists. He had that lob to Terrence Mann. Um, he's just really short. Um, he's definitely lost a ton of weight uh, since uh, I remember his Dallas days where he was pretty good. But um, he didn't really impress me too much, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, his passing's pretty nice. He has a good playmaking ability. But overall, didn't really 
nothing really jumped out to me. Uh, so I gave him a C minus. It's pretty much what I expected him to be when we got him. Just some average point guard. Um, they can bring out the ball and he just can fill in for you know foul trouble duties or whatever. But uh, it's never going to be a guy that plays big minutes. So C minus exactly what I expect him to be. Moving on to Patrick Patterson, just add water, instant oatmeal, whatever the hell you want to call him. I gave him a C minus as well. Pretty much what I expect him to be. Um, honestly, I should probably have given him a D for that fucking contract that we gave him. $3 million. Oh my gosh. Uh, he had a huge drop off in three point percentage this year on the same exact volume. Uh, he went from 39% to 35%, which is a pretty big drop off. Um, one big game he had this year was against Philly. He had 18. Uh, he's never been good defensively, and you expect that from him. He's never, ever been really good in his Clippers tenure. So give him a C- is pretty much what I expected him to be, um, except for that ginormous three-point drop-off uh, in his percentage. So uh, I do enjoy watching two paths sometimes, you know, shoot threes or whatever. Uh, he has his moments. Um, he's just, I don't know. I don't have too many thoughts on him. He never impressed me this season. Let's get into our next player, DeMarcus Cousins. Of course, Boogie Cousins. I gave him a B because he exceeded my expectations. Um, he can still score the ball. I wasn't really expecting that from him. I was just expecting him to you know, just be a guy that just takes up minutes um, if needed to soak up you know, five, or ten, five, or five to seven minutes um, due to foul trouble. But he had some good scoring games, man. Obviously, he still can't move on defense, but I gave him a B because of his ability to score still. Uh, I just wasn't expecting him to, you know, really do much at all. He had 16 versus Denver, 13 versus Houston. He had 16 and 11 versus the Pelicans. Uh, so there's still a little bit of prime boogie in him, I guess, um, scoring the ball with his bully, with his bully figure. But um, I still don't want him on the floor during the playoffs, so I'll leave it at that. Uh, but I really did enjoy watching Boogie this season uh, for the Clips. I just I don't think we will ever see him on the floor. Um, unless it is an emergency. So, um, yeah, really good stuff from Boogie this season. I'm really, really happy to have him on the squad for the playoff run, and hopefully we can get him a ring. He deserves it, man. Uh, he just really exceeded my expectations, so that's why I gave him a B. Terrence Mann. Whoo-wee. I believe Terrence is the first A that I have given, um, and yes, he is. I gave Terrence an A just for the jump that he had in his sophomore season uh going from 2.7 points per game to seven points per game this season going into the season man i really didn't have too much to think about him i just thought he would be some guy that would just sit at the end of the bench again and boy was i wrong in the beginning of the season he was a guy that was sitting at the end of the bench but he got an opportunity uh with some injuries and he from the very first day that he stepped onto the floor in his second season was Different. He, you can just tell uh, not being a guy that brings up the ball as much anymore, being a, more of a wing. Um, he's been so much better this season being more off the ball and just, you know, shooting threes. He's a 40% three-point shooter this season. Only on one attempt, but, I mean, the progress is there. You can see it. He's so much more confident when he's pulling up or shooting off the bounce. Um, he's just a legitimate rotation guy now, and he's going to get some real run in the playoffs, I think. And uh, the energy he brings, same as last season, he was a really high-energy guy. Um, and he did the exact same thing this year. Some of my favorite games from him this season, he had 21-10 and 10 versus Atlanta, 23 versus Philly against Doc. All the, the, the games versus Doc was awesome. 16-9 and 9 versus Houston, 19-6-7 versus the Grizzlies, and he had 18-6 and 6 versus Denver. Really good stuff from Terrence. An A season from Terrence in my book. Gave him an A, of course. 
Uh, just so much fun watching him this season. I had so much fun watching him ball out. Every single time he stepped onto the floor, I knew good things were going to happen. Whether it's running the lanes and transition and going for a slam and the screams after. Just the energy he brings, man, was so much fun. And I'm so glad to see him get some real run. I really want to see him on Luka in the playoffs, man. I want to see what that's like. Um, so, yeah, A for Terrence Mann. Let's get into my boy, Luke Kennard, who automatically gets an A-plus just for being him. I'm just playing. Um, I gave Luke a B-minus because um, I really did think he would be a big part of our rotation, more like a sixth or seventh man, but it really does feel like he's going to be the ninth or tenth guy with you know with guys like Reggie and Terrence at the end, uh, the end of the play- playoff rotation. But I really thought Luke was going to be a big part of that. And at the beginning of the season, he was not good. He was really, really bad, just timid and just trying not to step on toes. And I get it coming into a new situation. But I think the biggest part of him being sent back in the rotation was the emergence of Terrence and Reggie, the guys having really good seasons, and Luke not being... um, He was pretty consistent. I mean, he had games where every time he was called upon, he was giving you buckets. Um, So I did like the season Luke had. I just thought I really did expect more from him, Um, you know, as... uh, I really did think he was going to get more minutes, um, but I mean, I definitely get why he didn't, and I do under- fully understand why he's in the position that he is in um, at the back end of the rotation, so totally get it. I mean, next season, I do think he'll be a bigger part of the rotation. You know, he's making six, uh, I don't remember how much he's making. He's making like 16 or something next season, so um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what he brings next season, and hopefully he does have a good uh, next season. Uh, he had 28 versus Memphis. He had 20 on 8 of 8 versus Atlanta. I mentioned that earlier. And he had 21 versus Milwaukee at home. So he's had some really good games. He's shown some really good flashes of his playmaking every now and then. Not a whole lot. He's had a couple of nice passes this season. But his shooting is more than there. His shot creation is more than there. So I'm excited to see what he does next season. And if he gets any run in the playoffs, and uh, I'm not expecting it, but... There is situations where I do think he would be necessary, so I'm excited to see if Ty Lue puts him out there at any point during the season, if it's like a game five, a game six. I'm just excited to see what goes down with the Luke minutes in the playoffs. Moving on to Rajon Rondo, who uh, I gave a B plus. If he was with us all season, I would have given him an A. If he had kept this up the entire season, if he was with us the whole season, he would have been an A easily because... I didn't like the trade at first, man. Him for Lou, of course. Um, but I'm so glad that he's with us now after I've seen a half of a season from Rondo. Uh, he's been so, so good uh, with that second unit. Um, and yeah, just that vocal leadership that he's bring, that he's brought to the team um, over these past months has been so much fun to see. You know, he's so engaged in everything. He's always sitting next to Ty Lou on the bench, you know strategizing do whatever he's doing man it's just so much fun to watch hit 18 5 and 5 versus denver 15 and 9 versus phoenix so it's been so much fun to watch rondo this season man i'm so glad to see him in the playoffs playoff rondo baby it's here it's here it's that time we will get to see playoff rondo in a few days here so i am so excited to see it uh so yeah b plus for rush on rondo um moving on man to our first a plus of the season reggie jackson rex specs reggie whatever you want to call him and let me tell you why I gave him an A+. So many people this off this past offseason wanted him gone. Not even on a veteran minimum. Who, that's what he was expected to get. He, I mean, coming off of a buyout contract, there was no way, shape, or form he was getting anything more than a veteran minimum. And even then, Clippers fans did not want him back. And 
I didn't tweet about it because I thought I would get too much backlash for it, but I was on the Keep Reggie boat. I mean, it was hard. I mean, with how bad he was in last season's playoffs. Um, but I mean, keeping him was the 1000% right decision. And in the words of Clippers commentator Brian Seaman, where will we be without Reggie Jackson this season, man? What a season from him. Just a guy that the Clippers fans wanted out the door. I mean, it's just so crazy what kind of a season he's had this this year. I mean, wow, starting this many games for Pat Bev, and he's been so, so good. And at this point of the season, man, uh, he spent so much time on the floor with Kawhi and PG that if Patrick Beverly goes out with injury, knock on wood, you don't have an issue with Reggie being in that starting lineup because of how much time he spent on the floor with those two superstars. So, I mean, I'm excited to see the Reggie minutes in the playoffs. I mean, well, I'm not excited to see it, but if it is there, if it needs to happen, I'm not mad at it, and I have full confidence in Reggie to, you know, be good out there. So, really big shout-out to Reggie, man. Uh, some of the stat lines from the season, 26-7 and versus Houston, 28 versus the Spurs, 29 versus the Pistons. He had that game winner, of course. 25 versus Boston in that crazy, crazy uh, late scratch for Kawhi Leonard, I believe. Uh, Reggie Jackson was starting. He was he knew that he was starting five seconds before tip-off, and he gave Boston 25. So really cool story. My favorite story of the season goes to Reggie Jackson, um, who has, had, who has just had an amazing season. So really big shout-out to Reggie. Moving on to Serge Ibaka, uh, Sus Ibaka. Um, I gave him a C minus just because he struggled with injury. Um, I mean, it's not his fault, obviously, but even before the injury, he was struggling. He wasn't shooting the ball very well. Um, his defense wasn't that great. So um, I definitely expected him to be better in the time that we did have him uh, pre injury or pre All Star break, whatever you want to call it. But um, I'm so glad he is healthier before the playoffs. He's looked so good uh, physically. So I'm excited to see what he's got for us um, in the playoffs with that pick and pop with Rondo. Uh, some of his stat lines, 16-14 and 14 versus the Warriors, and he had 15-7 and 7 recently versus the Rockets. And moving on, man, we got Nicholas Batum, who I gave an A to. Uh, everyone thought he was washed. That's why I gave him an A+. Plus, not an A+. Plus, I gave him an A strictly because everyone thought he was washed, and he came in, and now he is part of the top eight rotation guys in the playoffs. So I'm super excited to see Nico. He came in immediately and made an impact. Uh, he had 18 versus Miami on the road. He had 21 versus Brooklyn on the road. He was so good defensively this season, so good defensively on the perimeter. Uh, he was a block machine. His length, um, showed, he showed off his length all season, blocking guys at the rim, blocking dunk attempts. Um, super good season from Nico. Uh, another reason why I didn't give him an A plus was uh, his three-point shooting really tailed off in that second half of the season. He went from 43% to 36% post-All-Star break, so... Had a really big drop-off in three-point percentage. But, I mean, that the 36% is more at his career average. Um, that 43%, he was just having an out-of-body experience. Um, so, yeah, I gave him an A- minus just because of how good he was. And he really exceeded my expectations because I really was skeptical of the move to sign him. I was like, wow, he's been so, so bad these past years. And a lot of people agreed. I mean, he was just so bad in Charlotte these past couple of seasons. But... He really showed this season that he is far from washed. So really big shout-out to Nico Batum, man. And I can't wait to see him ball out in the playoffs. 
Moving on to the starters, we are going to start off with Patrick Beverly, who I gave a C- because he struggled with injury all year. He was never really able to get into any rhythm. Uh, but he still shot 40% from three on four attempts, but didn't really see much from Patrick Beverly this season that really impressed me. I mean, at the beginning of the season, he was shooting pull-up threes with all the confidence in the world, and uh, but I really gave him a C- minus because he struggled with injury all year, and at this point of his career, you come to expect that. I mean, it's Patrick Beverly. He's been injury-plagued pretty much his whole Clipper tenure, his Rockets tenure as well. Um, so, yeah, never really uh, was too... too uh, impressed with Patrick Beverly this season but he had a really good he had a pretty good game against OKC to you know uh and the regular season so hopefully he goes into the playoffs with some good rhythm and he's he's moving pretty well so uh, that's a pretty good sign as well so praying that he is in good health for the playoffs moving on to Marcus Morris who I gave the second and final A plus to um as well as Reggie so a plus for Marcus Morris because he was worth every single penny of that 64 mil. And a lot of people outside of the Clipper Nation Twitter were questioning that $64 million contract. And I mean, I didn't really understand it. I mean, guys like him don't just grow on trees. I mean, guys that can create shots off the dribble who have that post that post game and can stretch it out to the three-point line. Those guys are not cheap, and those guys should not be cheap. So that 64 million, he was worth every single penny. He shot 47% from three on five attempts. Oh my gosh, bro. That is insane. Almost 50% from three, man. That's just insane, man. Um, some of his stat lines, man, 33 versus Detroit, 25 versus Memphis, 32 versus Miami, and 25 versus Milwaukee. And he's going to be a guy that gets open looks in the playoffs, and you do not want to leave him open from anywhere around the three-point line because he's going to make you pay. Um, he's going to be getting those open looks in the playoffs because of the gravity of Kawhi and PG. So I'm super excited to see Marcus Morris knock down so many open threes in the playoffs and post guys up and do his little fadeaway on the left side. So I'm excited, man. Zubats, man, I gave him an A minus. He doesn't miss a game. Um, he's really improved with his footwork and his finishing around the basket. His rim protection has been so so good, and he's also on the best contract in the NBA. So, don't have a ton to say about Zubats because you already know the deal with him. He's been so so good all season. Super consistent. He started off the year super rocky, but that roll off the bench. But once Serge got hurt. Stepped into that starting five, and he was—he felt like he was at home, man. It was so fun to watch Zubats play this season. I mean, a guy that was unplayable in the Warriors series two years ago to a guy that we heavily rely on. I mean, last postseason we relied on him, but underplayed him criminally. But this postseason, man, we're really going to rely on him against those really good centers like Jokic um, and AD if really if we need it. Um, so I'm just excited to see Zubats, man. Um, I'm excited to see what he does in the playoffs. Uh, some of his stat lines, he had 18 and 20 versus Toronto, 22 and 8 versus Miami, 18 and 13 versus Detroit, 14 and 13 versus the Magic, and 18 and 7 versus Memphis. And I don't remember a whole lot of games last season that he had these 15-plus point games, these 15-plus points, uh, 10 rebound games. Um, he's had so many of those 20-point games, and he's had so many double-doubles this season, man. It's a walking double-double. And where he's under contract with us for another few years, so I'm so excited. 
Moving on to my two superstars, man. Paul George, I gave an A-2. minus He had a career year shooting the ball. Uh, only downsides that he missed 18 games with that stupid bone edema, whatever it's called. Uh, it's just He was really playing at an all-NBA level, man, before he got hurt. So um, what could have been, man. But he still shot the shit out of the ball this season. Um, I thought maybe this season he would get to the line more. I really wanted to see him have another one of those OKC seasons where he got to the line like seven times. But he got to the line four times a game. Um, I mean, he got a really bad whistle, and I wasn't really expecting him to get a really bad whistle this season. But it is what it is. Um, he should be second team or All-NBA or at least third team All-NBA. Uh, some of his stat lines this season, 39 versus Phoenix, 36 versus Indy, 37-9-6 versus Philly, 20-10-6 versus the Hornets. 33 and 14 versus Houston and 33 and 11 versus Portland and another 33 versus Phoenix. Just a really great season from Paul George, one of the best in his career. And this is the year, man, where he, we put that playoff P shit to bed, bro. I'm so tired of that shit. I'm so locked in. I'm so focused on what Paul George is going to do this uh, this playoff run. And I'm excited, man. I have so much confidence in him. I mean, he's gone into this uh, these past few games. He's been slumping a bit. But I'm fully confident in him that he will uh, snap out of it and he will be good uh, for the, all of these playoff rounds. So I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm such a big fan of Paul George, man. It's, I root so hard for him, and you guys should as well as Clipper fans. Uh, I'm so excited to see what he does in the playoffs this season, man. It's just been, it's going to be a ride, man. And finally, moving on to Kawhi Leonard. I gave him an A. He missed 20 games this season, but he had a career year scoring the ball. To be quite honest with you, finishing around the rim, um, just being being that guy around the basket, man. Just being that guy. Just being that guy in general, man. Uh, he didn't really impress me defensively this year, and I think that's that's not something that is crazy to say. I mean, he has his moments. I mean, just knowing that when he's really locked in defensively, he's still at the uh, the top um, of his game. He's still one of the best defenders in the league, uh, and we've seen that a few times this season. But let me just read um, this off to you guys uh, from Jackson Frank on Twitter. Kawhi averaged 24 a game on 62% true shooting, 74% at the rim, 47% from the mid-range, 40% from three, and 56, 56% on twos. It's just insane. Oh my gosh, man. What a year scoring the ball from Kawhi. I would have given him an A-plus if he had shown me more uh, defensively um, this season, but I get it. But I really do think he'll be locked in this uh, playoff run, of course. I mean, he ate against Dallas in that first round series last season, but we will be jumping into that in a few days here. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to pretty much wrap up all the player grades. The Clippers finished 47 to 25, fourth in the West. They will play Dallas in round one at home. Uh, they get home court advantage for being the better seed, and uh, we will be coming out with a preview for that series very soon. I've already written down some notes about it. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much going to end it off. Uh, all the player grades. Wow, that was a lot to get through. About 30 minutes of recording. And before I wrap it up, I just want to say thank you guys again so much for listening to a podcast, interacting with me on Twitter. It's been so much fun this season. I can't wait to get into these playoffs with you guys. We are only four days away from the NBA playoffs. I'm so excited to be able to watch it and spend it with a fan base like you guys. And You guys are awesome, man. Thank you guys again. And I'll see you guys for the preview and then we'll be doing the same exact thing uh with all the playoff games um whichever ones i can watch um i'll be uh recapping the games um i will be doing a post game recap for every game 
And uh, yeah, I'm super excited, man. It's hopefully the first recap is the first of four recaps. Um, so yeah, thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been your boy Trey. Make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.